Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This episode of the Power Ranking Show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your championship finals info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds, lines, and the latest matchup reports for we've got golf, we've got preseason football coming up, we've got UFC, boxing. Bet Online is your sports intel headquarters this season as they have you covered for all of your insider sports wagering needs from football to basketball to hockey to MLB, UFC, and boxing. It is the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options uh, and your favorite casino and card games that are available to play right from your phone. Get into the action today. Head to the website or use your mobile device to join. And be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And that, of course, is, of course, is the uh, voice of the one and only at Marcus underscore Mosher. I don't know why I keep saying a voice because I say the voice. I've done that like two yeah. or three podcasts in a row. I'm going to get it right in like podcast number 12. Uh, that said, we're talking a little preseason today. Okay. Mm. Power Rankings podcast, Power Ranking show only talks about things that matter. And let me tell you, if there's one thing that matters, it's the first week of the preseason. Except not really. Kind of. Except for kind Does of. It right? Does it matter? We... We've been on this kick lately, okay? Like, do running backs matter? And Marcus still wants us to do a podcast about do off-the-ball linebackers matter, which I have uh, hit the editing wand on that one and said no. But it is an interesting question because, okay, first of all, nobody considers the Hall of Fame game the first week of the preseason. So just put that out because those teams play an extra game. They don't play anybody unless your name is Josh Jacobs. And if they do play, you're going to end up uh, leading the NFL in rushing. Ding, there's our quota. We've hit it uh, to mention that. Um, Okay, so the first week of preseason is actually this week. In 2023, more often than not, does it matter or no? No, I don't think it matters. I mean, because once we get to week one of the regular season, nobody cares about your preseason record. Nobody cares who looked good. All that matters is what happens in week one. However, there are a few instances where somebody performs really well over the course of a couple preseason games, mm-hmm. or you just notice something about a team. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be amazing or terrible, but I will give an example. Last year, I was sitting at a hotel bar watching the Colts starting offense go up against the second and third team of the Buffalo Bills. And I remember texting you and saying, the Colts look so slow on offense. It's just so much more noticeable how fast Buffalo is. And it ended up kind of playing out in the season. The Colts have one of the slowest offenses in the league. Matt Ryan was completely done. Those are the kind of takeaways that I think do matter from preseason. Yeah, you know – you. It's almost like if you see something really impressive in preseason week one, you don't really care. But if you see something that's so egregiously bad, you do notice because in in theory, you think, okay, these teams have prepped the guys that are going to play. They're not really going to be playing their starters. And if they are going to be playing their starters, 
they're going to be playing against twos and threes of the other team. So if they look really good, it's like, okay, well, that's great. But they're playing, you know, for in this case, the Bills twos. But if they look really bad, it does make you wonder. Now, I say that with a caveat because, Marcus, we don't have the same number of training camp practices that we even had. You know, I'm not talking about the 1980s. I'm talking about in the early 2000s. It's a different world in training camp now. We should also do a a little brief history on NFL preseason. I believe there used to – correct me if I'm wrong. There used to be six preseason games. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, they used to play 14, if you can believe it, 14 regular season games and six preseason. And let me tell you, those preseason games, they'd play starters into the fourth quarter. No joke. Well, and then it went to four. And I think when it was four, we had four for a long time. The way that it usually went is most of the time your starters didn't play in week one. In week two, they played maybe a quarter or maybe a couple drives. But week three was like the dress rehearsal game. And that's when they would play an entire half. And sometimes even into the third quarter to like get you used to going into halftime and coming out of halftime. And then week four was, you know, basically just all the guys that weren't going to make the team or play. Right. Yeah. With, with it being three games now, I think week two ends up being the one where it's a little bit more of a dress, dress rehearsal. However, we've seen some teams like the Rams just say, we're not playing any start anybody, but at any point in the preseason. Yeah, you know, so when the NFL went to a 16-game schedule or thereabouts, that's when they cut back on the number of preseason games to four. And you still had the Hall of Fame game back then, so there you would have the one team play five or whatever, or the, excuse me, the two teams that played in the Hall of Fame game, they would play five. But um, it used to be that the first preseason game, you didn't play the starters that much. You really wanted to take a look at your rookies and your undrafted free agents. Uh Week two and week three were really important. Then I would say by the time the 2000s hit, early to mid 2000s, it was only week three, like you're mentioning. And it was really only the first half of the week three game. Now, I I mean, can you blame teams for not even wanting to mess around at all and maybe just play some guys in the first quarter of the week two preseason game and maybe not even finish the quarter? No, I don't blame teams at all. I my theory the entire time about preseason is you can't win a Super Bowl in August, but I feel like you can lose one, right? If you're if you're a Super Bowl contending team and you lose Travis Kelsey for the entire season due to a blown you know blown out ACL, your season's basically over. I know you have Patrick Mahomes, but that's that's your second most important player. It's just not worth it to chance it in an absolutely meaningless game against you know some teams that aren't game planning and some players that aren't going to be on NFL rosters. I just, it's not worth it to me. Do you think, how do you feel about not playing a Travis Kelsey? If we use him as our prism here to jumping off point, how do you feel about not playing Travis Kelsey at all? Not even a single play in preseason. I'm fine. Travis Kelsey's played a lot of football. He's going to know how to get his body in shape for the regular season. And with the NFL being a 17 game schedule now, I mean, the season's longer than ever. Like, if you need to use the first two weeks of the season to kind of ramp up your body and limit your snaps, I'm fine with that. Just don't get, don't play in a meaningless game that has absolutely no value at all. What about, let's say, uh, let's say the Chiefs said we're going to sit all of our ones for the entire preseason period, even our our new offensive linemen, all of them. I'm fine with it, and I, you know what, I think. 
Wow. Okay. Really changed changed my mind on this. During the 2020 season, during the COVID year, right? There was no preseason games. The NFL canceled yeah. all the preseason games. And I don't think you noticed a significant drop in quality of play early in the year compared to what we've seen over the last two years. I just don't think it matters all that much to have these guys go out and play 10 to 12 snaps. I think they're going to be fine regardless. Well, sometimes sloppy versus sloppy cancels each other out. I mean, so, that's, that's the truth, right? Like these games yeah. are going to be sloppy anyways in the first month of the, of the season. Yeah, I think the fear used to be – I'm not talking about in the 70s. I'm talking about the fear and maybe, you know, let's just pick a year, 2009, you know, was that if we don't play our guys hardly at all and then they try to go full speed in week one, we're going to pull hamstrings. We're going to have a lot of soft tissue stuff. Sure. You can't really prepare for knee injuries and things, but the muscular, like I said, soft tissue stuff, I think that you – I think there was concern there. Sure. I'll say this, man. You know, if you're not going to play your guys at all, I do think it affects some position groups more than others. Uh, using the Chiefs, mm-hmm. they've got new guys on that offensive line. I think it is helpful to have continuity there. I think the secondary and the offensive line is different than every other group on the field because they have to work together as an actual unit. The other thing I would say is I don't want to poo-poo all preseason because I, I still love it. I'm going to watch all these preseason games. And they do matter to a lot of the down roster players. Like this is how you make a 53-man roster. It's You've got to show that you can perform on special teams. And for a lot of these players, they've never played special teams in their life. The first time that they're ever doing it is in the NFL. So this is a great opportunity to show their talent. I mean, I know you and I can just name a bunch of players who made rosters or uh, became stars because because of the preseason. I think one of the best examples is Terrell Davis, right? Running down uh, kicks during his rookie year or Victor Cruz when he had that monster game against the Jets or Tony Romo uh, during his couple years playing in the preseason. Like it, it still matters to a majority of the NFL. Yeah, and I think there's nothing that gets fans fired up for paying like full preseason ticket prices, like watching a guy learn how to cover punts for the first time. I mean, if I want to spend 150 bucks on parking, um, you know, in LA at Stan Kroenke's uh, mausoleum, and then so go into a fine. game, yeah, and then go into a game, maybe buy some $25 movie nachos because they're really the same thing as the movie nachos. And uh, yeah, how about a five dollar and fifty cent cherry coke? Hmm. And then yeah, that sounds amazing. Are you thinking like I, the like the the nachos, like the circular nachos, like the yes. corn tortillas? Okay, just just to be clear, you know, actually, just give me high school football nachos, the little yeah. tray, little carton with the chips, and then you just pour the hot cheese over it. But you got to have jalapenos. I am. Yeah, I agree. I've you become have a, a little bit of spice. I've become a sunroof and a jalapeno snob. I need a sunroof in my car, and I need jalapenos on my $20 nachos. We are very pro nachos on this podcast, just to be clear. Yes, um, but I'm also pro-health, and I, for that reason alone, I'm okay with the what the preseason has become. Now, putting that aside, there are some teams that are still going to try different things in the preseason. We've talked about how last year, how Jacobs got all those carries for the Raiders in the Hall of Fame game. You mentioned the Colts playing their ones. There's going to be some teams that I think maybe not this week, but I think next week are going to try out a few things or see how a few players work together um, 
not only that, but sometimes you want to see how some of your young players work with your ones in a game situation. So you may not have all your ones out there. So if we take a starting 11 on offense, maybe you only have five ones out there, you know, or six ones out there or seven ones out there. But then you want to see how those other twos play with those ones. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I think it's very rare that you've got your whole unit out there that are starters. And I'll give you an example that I want to see, like in the next week or two. I want to see Sam Howell in the Washington Commanders and just what they look like on offense a little bit. I I think this is a huge preseason for Sam Howell because if he really struggles, I think they play the Browns this week and then the Ravens next week. Oh, look at me memorizing preseason schedules. Um, if he looks really bad, like do they just turn to Jacoby Brissett in week one? Do they try to go through some of these growing pains? I think for Sam Howell and Desmond Ritter out in Atlanta, I think both those guys need to have not awesome preseasons, but they need to look competent. You know, I think Washington's an interesting team to discuss here because you have such a young quarterback. You have to see what he does in the game situation. And week 17 versus Dallas is just not enough. No. Um, wasn't that the only game that he started last year? I'm trying to remember. It was the only game he played in. It was that, yeah, week yeah. 18. Uh, against or, the excuse me, week 18. Se- sorry, game 17. Yep. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, Philadelphia, we think, might be the the have the best personnel in the league. But look, could Jalen Hurts take a step back? Of course he could. Sure. He doesn't have this giant uh, catalog. Uh, with Dallas, would you say that Dallas is certifiably stronger than last year? I can't. I know they got Brandon Cooks, but they've got a new OC, and I thought Kellen Moore did a really good job with that. Yeah, team. I don't know if they're stronger than they were last year. I think they're. it's very similar. I think you're picking nits either way. Right. Okay. So with the Cowboys, Hal's already faced them. And with Philadelphia, Washington beat Philadelphia at their place in Philadelphia. And I just don't think that, you know, this is a division that sent three teams to the playoffs. I just don't think the Giants are that strong. Would you have any problem seeing Washington overtake the Giants in this division? No, I I, I actually kind of expect it, to be honest. But I think back to the preseason point, I think Sam Howell is one of the players that I think could really benefit from playing like an entire game. Like I would love to see Ron Rivera be like, you know what, Hal, you're playing this entire preseason game. You're going to play with the first string and the second string. I just want to see how you look all game long and if you can get better as the game goes on. He's a, you know, a second year player who was a fifth round pick the year before. He is somebody that probably should see a lot of reps. Yeah, I mean, so okay. Let's take that for a second. You mentioned, like, you know, with the season being 17 games long, why risk getting a guy hurt in a meaningless game? I would take the NFC East sending three playoff teams and, and extrapolate that and combine those two points to say, why why not, you know, have a little bit of a mulligan your first two weeks of the regular season when they're accepting seven teams in the playoff field without expansion? That means 14 out of 32 teams are going to be there anyway. If you start 0-2, Marcus, it's just not as devastating as it used to be. That's absolutely correct. And we saw actually several teams last year start 0-2 and still make the playoffs. The Bengals won the division despite Mm -hmm. going 0-2 in the AFC North. But I think – Who was the other one? Now you got me thinking, who was the other team that started 0-2 last year? Uh, Jacksonville started pretty poorly. I remember if Seattle started 0-2 or not. Okay, Jacksonville no, no. definitely beat Seattle one. beat Denver on opening night, remember? That's right. Oh, yeah. that really exciting game. Yeah. Like, what was it? 49-48? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I, 
I think the difference for Washington is I just don't know how much wiggle room they have because the schedule is so tough and the division is is so hard, right? Like if you lose your opening two games, can you go what to be like nine and six the rest of the way, playing the AFC East and the NFC East and the NFC West? I I've got my doubt. So I think for them Hal probably needs to play a lot to shake off some of that rust and build some kind of confidence going into the season. All right. I'm going to ask you a couple of uh, quick questions, but I think now is a good time for. Okay. A couple of little Marcus Mosher rapid fire questions here. What division I have one in mind. This is not a trick question. What division do you think is preseason actually is the most important for? Cause I have a clear cut one in mind. Ooh, uh, I'm going to say the NFC North, right? You've got Jordan Love, first year as a full-time starter. I want to see what Justin Fields looks like with Chicago with all the new weapons. I want to see what Detroit's offense looks like with Jameer Gibbs and Jamison Williams a little bit. And then Minnesota with all the different pieces on offense. I just want to see how those four teams look in that division. I'm going to have to give you a big X on that. I think it's the most important for the NFC South okay. uh, be- because – I don't know that any of these teams, first of all, every team in the NFC South has a chance because that division is so weak. I don't think any of them are the type of team like, oh, no, if we lose Travis Kelsey, our season's shut. They don't have a Travis Kelsey to lose. Who's the best player in the division right now? Oh, my gosh. I was just thinking of that. And honestly, if you truly, I mean, if you said Cam Jordan, I don't know that I would you disagree. That's the first name that came to my mind. The only thing that I thought of is he's getting he's getting up there. In age, I know, right? but he's also a leader for that team. I so know. I was kind of thinking like this is not a team. This is a team with a new quarterback. I think it's important to have locker uh, locker room leadership from another position. And and he's a special guy. His father was an excellent leader. Steve Jordan played for the Vikings. Um, I believe Steve Jordan went to Brown University, but. Okay. Can I give you a can I give you a prediction who's the best player in that division after this year? That's a little more fun. Sure. It's gonna be I think answer. it's gonna be Chris Olave. I think Chris Olave is going to be a superstar. You love him so much. I and do. I wonder if it's because you have color-coded football cards of him. Okay. Yes, you do. Go ahead and look for them in your stats. All right. I don't have to look, they're right here. Here here's why I think Oh my gosh. Here's why I think it's the South, man. Besides that. All right. Derek Carr, you got to get him on the field in the preseason yeah. with this offense. I don't, I don't care what's. And honestly, I think Michael Thomas needs to get out on the field. Hundred percent agree. Uh, so Michael Thomas used to be a great player. Okay, Tampa Bay. We just did a podcast. If you didn't listen to it, uh, Marcus's top eight storylines from training camp this year. Uh, one of the kind of the surprise storyline was the Tampa Bay Bucks. Whether or not they play Kyle Trask, whether or not they play mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield, don't those guys need to see the field? A lot, yeah, a lot, especially okay. in a new system. New offensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich is gone. They need to play a ton. Okay. Carolina, isn't it obvious why Carolina, who they need to see the field yes. in the yeah. preseason? Bryce Young just needs to play a lot. Hello. Exactly. Okay. Um, and so the last team would be Atlanta. And what I would say with Atlanta is you have a quarterback that played part of the year last year, less than half, because Marcus Mariota was a starter. Okay. Talk about Desmond Ritter. And then on top of that, I don't think you just start Bijan Robinson in the regular season. I think he needs to see a little bit of action uh, in the preseason. So in my mind, that's the most important division. Okay, rapid fire, NFC, AFC. What team would you pick in the NFC that having a nice showing in the preseason is the most important? Just something, something for the fans to go on. Mm. 
I think it's the Giants and their wide receivers. Like I, okay. last year, their wide receiver core was so bad. I want to see something from that group. I would love to see Darren Waller play a couple snaps. Uh, but if I think if that offense can find a receiver or two, maybe they can get back to the playoffs this year. Boy, that's an interesting one. I did not think about that. I like that answer a lot in terms of because that's a group that hasn't been good, really good for that team since a guy you mentioned just a little while ago, Victor Cruz and Hakeem mm-hmm. Nicks were. Uh, you know, going crazy in like 2011. Um, I would say it's the Lions to me, for me because there's so much hype around this team and I'd hate for them to just not play anybody. Plus, I don't really think that's Dan Campbell's MO to just not play anybody yeah. and then come out and be flat week one, man. I I think that's really yeah. bad for them. Although I could be convinced on the Cardinals. I'm, my next question, that, that's a really good one, right? Like they yeah. they need to have like – they need to give their fans some kind of hope for the next two months while they kind of navigate the early part of the season without Kyler Murray. My question for you for going into preseason, what is the, the biggest overreaction that we're, we're going to get over the next couple of weeks? Besides uh, like drop passes and – either practice or preseason games yeah, besides yeah. those. Yeah. Three balls hit the ground today. Like that is my least favorite thing maybe in football. Yep. Like I'd rather hear you say that in this league guys are bigger, faster, stronger than ever. And that Antonio Gates played basketball. Uh, I'd rather hear that, you know, or what's, what's the other one? Antonio Gates. Oh, oh. And Brian Fitzpatrick went to Harvard. There you I'd go. rather hear yep. that than how many balls hit the field in practice. I think an overreaction um, right off the bat, really, uh, at least for me, is I, I think we're getting a little quick on anointing some of these quarterbacks. I think that some people are just so ready for Justin Fields, for example, mm-hmm. to take off the way that Jalen Hurts did. Um, I, I think Jordan Love, I think if either one of those two one. guys. Yes. I, I just if either one of those guys makes some really big throws or whatever, I think people are just going to start talking a little too much. Um, they're still really young players. Uh, I wanted to ask you, what AFC team do you think needs to have a really good preseason? Because I think there's a lot of directions you could go here, but I've got a couple in mind. Mm, that is a good question. Um, I'm going to go with the Jaguars, right? Mm-hmm. They're the favorites to win the AFC South, but I want them to come out in preseason and prove it. We've already seen Doug Peterson say, their starters are playing the first three drives of this game against the Cowboys this week. I want to see how Calvin Ridley looks in this offense. I, I'm Elliot. I'm really worried about their defense. I, I think their defense has a chance to be really bad. And if they can't stop anybody, I wonder like if we see a little bit of a progression from the Jags this year. Well, I've got two teams right off the top here. Uh, maybe a third. That's kind of like the Cardinals, but I'm thinking Broncos and Colts. Yeah. I Number one, that. What's that? I said, I thought about the Colts with Anthony Richardson in this one. Yep. Yeah, with Richardson. And then also, I'd like to see what the Colts running backs do in preseason. I'm just curious. Uh, I think with the Broncos, I don't think you can just run Russell Wilson out there week one of the regular season. Not after last year. Not with the new head coach. I don't see it that way. One team for me, they're not as bad as, as the Cardinals. They're nowhere close. But I think a team that... Maybe, maybe there's just, I would like to see what they're going to be. Is the Tennessee Titans? Do mm-hmm. you just not play anybody and say, hey, we're just going to forget about last year, line up the same group kind of, and go out there in week one and try to win? 
Or do you get those guys out there and get some good momentum maybe in the first half of the second preseason game? I, I think the Titans are the hardest team for me to read right now in the AFC. I think they're going to be one of the more fun preseason teams to watch because I want to see what does Malik Willis look like in year two? Mm-hmm. He was so mm-hmm. bad last year when he had to start. Any step forward. Any, any step, step forward, forward at all. And then how does Will Levis look? Like I, I've got to assume Ryan Tannehill is not going to play much in the preseason. That means Will Levis is going to get plenty of chances. So those two quarterbacks are going to be uh, fascinating to watch. My last question for you is, who's the one player? that I, I call this the Amir Abdullah special, right? You have okay. one awesome play in the preseason, and automatically your fantasy football value jumps like two rounds. I remember when Amir Abdullah had like a 75-yard run on his first carry in a preseason game, and all of a sudden he was like a third or fourth round pick in your draft. So who is that one guy this year? It's going to have like one big play whose stock is going to rise. Well, I have two, but I'm giving, I'm going to cheat and give you two because because, you know what? I won't cheat. I'll just give you one. I'm going back to the well. I think it's Michael Thomas. I think if Michael Thomas makes some ridiculous one handed catch over a starting corner, I don't care who it is. And people are going to say he's back because he's the kind of guy that that I don't think is going to go. Where do you think Michael Thomas is going in fantasy? He's drafts? going in like the ninth, tenth round. And I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll go one step further. I think if he plays and he's just he makes it out of the game healthy, he's going to see his value go up because it's been like two years since he's yes. finished a game. He's the kind of guy that you can easily afford to be right on, but not afford to be wrong on. Exactly. Man, because if you're wrong on him and he catches 110 balls. And I, I mean, this is a guy, didn't he catch, what did he catch? 145, something like that. What, yeah, he what? was ridiculous. I mean, just Some absolutely bonker numbers, right? Bonkers numbers, and he hasn't played. But I think a couple of other candidates for that, I think if B. John Robinson has an 80-yard run. Now, look, I know he's already being drafted high, but I think the hype train on him is going to be ridiculous. I'm trying to think of a real underdog player, though. Who's a Who's a real... I'm trying to think of a Cardinal and I just can't think of one. <laughs> well, that's your problem there. You're trying to think of a Cardinal player right there, right? I've just been just an underdog player that hasn't done that much. But if he did, people would get uber, got uber excited about it. Okay. Okay. What about uh, Rashad White, the running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? Mm-hmm. No Leonard Fournette this year. He's the main guy. And if he has one of these preseason games where it's, five carries for 30 yards and he catches three passes for 30 yards. He's like a seventh round pick right now. I won't be surprised at all. If he moves up into six or maybe even the fifth round by the end of the preseason. Just a couple other guys I was thinking of, uh, I, you know, Malik Davis mentioned from you uh, at all on this podcast. I'm not sure he's going to be the RB two for Dallas. Yeah, that's uh, well, if you listen to locked on Cowboys, you would know why. Okay. What about uh, real quick? What about the lions rookies? Uh, Lions had some interesting top draft choices this year, one of which, well, actually both of which were positions you don't approve of. Uh, any hype train on either one of those guys? Yes, I like both Jameer Gibbs and Jack Campbell a lot, but I'm actually looking at their their second-round pick, mm-hmm. Sam Laporta, a tight end from Iowa. He's already won the starting job. He is just one of the, He's just so great after the catch. He makes every single reception – I cannot wait to see him in the preseason and see what he looks like with Jared Goff. He was the best tight end in this class in yards after the catch per reception. You pair him with Jameer Gibbs and Amon Ross St. Brown and Jamison Williams. I I really like this offense. 
Yeah, by the way, Gibbs is a running back. Campbell's an off-the-ball linebacker. Mm -hmm. That's why Marcus doesn't like them. Uh, interesting choices. I just I always think with the running backs, whether it's Bijan or Gibbs, anytime you have a running back go in the first round, if they rip off a big run or if they get stuffed bad in the preseason, they have like eight carries for 14 yards or 12 yards, yep. whatever, people are like all down on them. Look, it's ridiculous, but that's just the way it is. But it uh, is. as always, I give you the uh, last thought, my friend. The best way to to take in preseason is just not to overreact to anything. What you thought in the in the offseason and in, in training camp is probably going to end up being true. Don't overreact to 10 or 12 plays. But if you see something that's so noticeable, like the lack of speed that the Colts had last year, just store it in the back of your brain because I, th those are typically the things that do end up coming true when we get into the regular season. I tell you what, guys, if y'all actually want to know who's going to replace Malik Davis as the RB2, make sure you listen to Locked On Cowboys. He, Marcus hosts that uh, along with Landon McCool. If you want to hear some fantasy hype, you can listen to Locked On Dynasty. I see Marcus out there on Twitter looking for questions, so you can always hit up the yeah. Twitter mailbag there. He also writes for Pro Football Focus. He is at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. I am at Harrison NFL on Twitter. We thank the good folks at Bet Online. We thank the Believe Network. And of course, we thank you. And we will talk to you guys later this week. Take care. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.